Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at the Just Imagine, Stan Lee's Batman. Uh, he he turned heel, man. He changed promotions, uh, went away from Marvel after a million years for this little cup of coffee at DC to do a gang of special comics that uh, would, would uh, team up with reasonably interesting uh, artists to do, you know, his version of their superheroes. Yeah, and I don't have the list of artists in front of me, but I mean, Joe Kubert, you know, like that's pretty great. Jim Lee is one of them, uh, John Buscema. So it's it's a really interesting collection of artists that do this. And don't sleep on the actual full title of this. Just imagine Stanley with Joe Kubert creating Batman. <laughs> like it feels like a clickbait title. And I think this was after Stan Lee had kind of parted ways with Marvel to some extent and was doing like Stanley.com or whatever his other ventures were. So you kind of see it like it's in that uh, digital age, and I feel like that title reflects it. I just saw an interview with uh, Jim Shooter with uh, Chuck Rosansky at Mile High Comics, and he was talking about when he was coming into Marvel's editor, like Stanley was going to DC Comics and um, like almost like put pen to paper on the contract before some deal was made where he was brought back like after you know cadence bought it or something like that so there was a chance he was going to go there uh you know like in the 70s makes sense and it talk about making the uh the kayfabe wrestling connection like doesn't it feel like a hulk hogan going to wcw or something you know it's, it's this huge name probably past his creative height but still a giant name to to be under a dc banner in 2001 i believe is your publication date on this this is about the time that Marvel is Joe Quesada taking over editor-in-chief, bringing in some interesting uh, talent to Marvel, guys like uh, Richard Corbin, you know, these these big names that didn't necessarily have experience at Marvel. So everybody's trying to dig out of the 90s, and the pretty good gimmick here on the part, I think, of DC. This, this interior uh, cover letter from Stan Lee, this Hey True Believers thing, I always, I think of it as, like, a letter that he wants everybody who like writes fantastic four to write about him because it's like this is just my interpretation like i'm standing on the on the shoulders of giants and i'm not trying to disrespect them at all i really feel like it's like him projecting what he wants uh more wolfman to say when he hops on to uh fantastic four or something i'm very curious if somebody was co-writing these with stan if somebody like uh, ghost wrote them uh, any of that stuff because this is a this there's a lot of writing in this issue yes yeah for sure and and uh, like speaking from experience like at the very least man uh, to get a Stanley quote on the back of your cover or like an intro I think the this one book had an intro he doesn't write it you you write it in your in your Stanleyism <laughs> and you send it to him they might change a little thing or two but you just wrote it and they sign off on it and that's the introduction and and you know what that's standard practice because i know of a, a barack obama introductions and stuff that he while developing policy for this country like he didn't really take the time to like write a thing it's like you write it they go over it sculpt it a little bit not unusual for letters of recommendation to be handled that way either oh, okay. and, and why not you know what i mean like you want a letter of recommendation from me write it let me read it if i think that makes sense great there you go <laughs> you know it, it, everybody's happy cartoonist kayfabe subsidized by the comic books that we make and jimmy rugg has hulk grand design coming out 
in uh, 316, man, March 316 says you got to get your hands on Hulk Grand Design Monster. The following month comes Hulk Grand Design Madness. Each issue, 40 pages, distilling down 500 issues of Hulk comics from 40 years into 80 pages of comics. You got to see it to believe it. I've read it multiple times. I freaking love what Jimmy's done with the material, man. Some uh, variant covers coming out with uh, the first uh, issue of Red Room. There's the Eddie P variant, Marcos Martin variant, and Peach Momoko. The Cottage Industry provides her variant cover for Jimmy's uh, Incredible Hulk grand design. Jimmy, what do you want to say about uh, this comic, man? I want to say pre-order at Kayfabers. Let's put the Kayfabe effect to good use. Let's u let's put it to effect on Hulk grand design. And now is the time to do those pre-orders. And you know what I hear from people? The pre-order system's impossible. I don't think it is. I have faith in cartoonist Kayfabe audience out there. So prove all the doubters wrong. Go to your local comic shop and let them know that you want copies of Hulk Grand Design Monster reserved for you. Do it this week at the comic shop. Thank you. Well said, man. Uh, Red Room, the anti-social network, is in stores today. That's my comic. The comic that I'm putting my, my energies to. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game uh, in Red Room Comics. And you can see in the trade paperback there's about 70-some pages of additional material to go along with the, uh, the body of the uh, Red Room stories. Every issue is completely self-contained. And uh, the week before Hulk Grand Design comes out, you're still going to have to hit that comic shop. Because trigger warnings, the next round of Red Room Comics will be hitting stores. And uh, same deal. Every issue completely self-contained. It's the Rat Queens issue that's going to be uh, put out on the stands with issue number one. A lot of people followed that comic uh, while I was serializing it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Uh, Jimmy and I both have link trees in the description below this video where you could uh, check out um, behind-the-scenes material and get a hold of these comics before they hit paper here's here's my peach momoko variant that go along uh, with with red room issue number one the jim rug by way of robert crumb zap comics zero uh homage cover for red room uh trigger warnings number one and kind of like a book covery book cover uh for red room issue number one that i drew and that is where you get uh the rat queens by if you take a good look at that uh that silhouette right there. Fodder for the next silhouette zine. Lots of comics uh, coming out from the Kayfabe Studios. Uh, we Kayfabe affect a lot of comics uh, that we that we cover. Got to put the Kayfabe effect to use for ourselves, or else this channel just is not possible, man. So now that we're paying the bills, let's go back to the video. The big draw for me in this book, because I completely skipped these. I, I yeah. vaguely remember them coming out, but at 2001, like I'm just making my own comics and going to SPX and I'm just not buying this stuff. This was right. such a gimmick kind of thing. Like I wasn't put and perfect bound. So it's a more expensive than average comic. Wasn't buying it, had low expectations. Wasn't even sure I was going to read the thing. Joe Kubert's art's beautiful in this yeah for it's sure. gorgeous and good job on the coloring for the most part too yeah it's it's uh um slavkovic who might have something to do with um who might be the friend from facts from sarajevo or something i I don't, I don't know how joe like hooked up with these guys yeah i don't I didn't, I didn't recognize that colorist which again i'm not reading a lot of marvel and dc from 01 so maybe it's the main colorist for all i know but i think he does good good work with joe kubert's line art which i don't think is that easy to color digitally 
So, you know, kudos to him for really making, really complimenting the artwork, I think. Yeah, this is, uh, this is some pretty incredible Joe Kubert art, man. Cause like that line has so much humanity in it. It's hard to explain and, and it's, and it's hard to articulate, but we're looking at a guy who's been drawing comics since he was 12 years old. Uh, he might be 70 years old uh, at this point. I got to go to that school. Uh, around this time, you know, like two, 2000, 2001, like this was in the air. And to see that guy draw was a, a, a sight to behold. And it's these very um, expressive ink lines to communicate the things that he wants. And, and it's, there's no fuss or must to it. I was going to say, it is so much less is more, but you never feel ripped off. But there's no over-rendering on anything. It's It's incredible to behold. Yeah, man. Uh, so our guy is a uh, not Bruce Wayne. It's Wayne Williams. He he lives. He's a he's a kid from the city. Buried his dad, who I think was a cop. Yep. Uh, on uh, on page one. So there's your t tangential pieces. This reads like like an issue one of a comic. Um, the character very much Peter Parker ish in in many ways. You know he's got to take care of his mom. He's got responsibilities. He likes he likes a girl who happens to be a a, a bad guy's. Uh, Dame, uh, his not respected by his boss. It's not J. Jonah Jameson though, man. It's just a dude working at the local bodega. And we've we've seen this gangster in the alley. Yeah. And to establish, like you know, this is a bad dude, and don't don't cross this guy. And if you wanted to know his name, it's hands. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been gloves. They're such well drawn gloves. <laughs> There's so much stuff, man. We're I mean, we got two like nearly octogenarian creatives on this thing. And it's a modern day comic, so they're they're saying they're calling bullets slugs and uh, talking all of this like Bowery Boys kind of riffraff. That is a funny part of this comic too. Like Super unintentional funny. comedy is <laughs> name the era with this this uh, this this street criminal gangster type who has all the respect buller hat but sort of looking like he might be a top of an organized crime chain. Um, it's just. I don't know what he's out of, Ed. It could have been a 70s movie. It could have been a 40s movie. Not not a 2001 movie, I don't think. No, But uh, any other previous era possible. Hans is done with it. Like, Hans wants no part of him. He wants him out of the neighborhood uh, because he saved his girlfriend. I was going to say, like, yeah, exactly. You'd think he would have brought him into the gang. Yeah. But instead, nope. Yeah, man. You may. If anyone's going to save my girlfriend, it's going to be me. They show up and they pin a crime on uh on wayne man frame him get him out of the picture and that's that's a pretty good uh all of this stuff again it's it's really instructive in like how do you make like a like a convenience store one of the most complex pain in the ass kind of things to draw on earth and cubert makes it look so easy with no f like he he gives you everything you need to have in there and it's subtle storytelling it's great 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 storytelling stuff man like we're not showing him put the gun in his hand. This could be five panels to get from here to there. Bash him in the head, gun in hand. Frame it in a lighted sequence, man, so that it pops. And distract Stan so he doesn't write on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, one page and we've got our hero in jail now, framed and convicted from this crime he didn't commit. Look at the great use of silhouettes, man. Both ways, too, before the judge and then walking into the prison with the shadows in front of him. There's even elements of, like, editorial illustration, kind of, man, with that 
big American flag back there? I again, I'm so impressed with Kubert's work. I, I I like his work in general, but you never know as guys get older or as they do these kind of projects, you don't always get an even effort. This is really strong work, I think, consistently. One of the hard things you got to do uh, with superhero comics is figure out how the hell do these guys stitch their clothes together. So we see that our Wayne Williams excels at the uh, sewing machine, <laughs> and and they, and it gives you know the the Stan Lee ghost uh an opportunity to write some of that like oh you 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 sew in a dress for yourself you're gonna make a fine dame a real nice wife <laughs> a real nice wife <laughs> wow and and you know with that real nice wife like he's not about the flick of man that's a hole he's making a hole with his fingers Ah, like that, man. You I, make I, a real I, nice I did think that was going to be a uh, flick him in the ear. This guy looks like he stepped out of a Will Eisner uh, comic or a 1930s gangster movie. Absolutely, man. You got to get your quintessential Bruce Wayne looking out at the bats sequence, man. Maybe I could count the bats that fly at night. That sounds like a real Silver Age. Yeah. That's what it is. This is a Silver Age comic from 2001. It's kind of a rare treat from that period man doesn't take itself all that seriously you know at times this reminds me of like the uh richmond lewis recolor of batman year one like this page especially feels similar to that taking care of the bat like the like the bird man from alcatraz <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and dude even like uh look at her hi-fi you know like the octogenarian <laughs> hi-fis and shit Again, I ask, like, what era is this gangster out of? Yeah, because, like, right here, we got him, like, just sitting on a beanbag with, like, crates and stuff. Oh, you know what? It might be a passage of time because he starts out here and then he's going to be in a big penthouse kind of apartment. Yeah, he works his way up. Yeah, he has his own arc. Yes. Stan Lee's attention to details, these supporting characters, paralleling our uh, our Wayne Williams development. Like, like uh, The Wire, you know, not too dissimilar. <laughs> This is our Alfred Erzatz character here, who's kind of like the, the old lifer, the guy who's going to have a tough time getting out. You know when they talk about like Shawn Michaels being such a good worker because he's always in the right place and it's sort of effortless? I feel like you watch these Kubert panels and it's that composition, you know, our Alfred here pinned in the middle, but also coming perfectly seamlessly from the previous panel. There's no jarring camera change, nothing out of place, no confusion of space. I love the way this guy looks. I mean, page after page, Kubert makes this stuff look easy. Whenever we pull back and show like full figures threatening the guy, it just reads. Up up to the end, man, he was a staunch thumbnailer and really, you know, uh, so much of uh, the, his instruction was in the preparatory stages, man. Like, give me your thumbnails. Like, you do not get to proceed if your thumbnails are not a, a, approved and your first round is not getting approved. Like... We got to work on them. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what you see on these pages. This is around the time when uh, our guy, Wayne Williams, decides, I better build up my body. I'm going to be in here for a little while. I better hit the books. I better build up this body and uh, talk about wives, huh? Yeah, exactly. How about that pose, dude? That's a, that's a real low-cut set of pants right there. And... Uh, you know, he's fallen in with a very specific crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that dude's just wearing, I think that's a sports bra, is what they call that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
This is one of my favorite sequences. The montage, baby. Because, like, one, he develops super quick, and they kind of talk about how, like, it's unbelievable how fast he packs on the weight, but then they back it down, and it's like, no, no, this took some time, but we're just we're just showing this sequence quickly. <laughs> Look, it actually it actually took a while, <laughs> many months. <laughs> it's it's Charles Atlas ad or something totally, like that. Totally, totally. But also his shorts are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a straight up moose knuckle. <laughs> Just get that one line out of there, please, man. So this is a kayfabe first issue. Uh, you, you you need to set up issue number two. You know, you need to set up an arc. So there's this weird, like, church uh, thing. You know, this secret society thing. Yeah, one of the stranger parts of, of this book. Yeah. You know, because we'll acknowledge that as it keeps popping up. But, like, it's a subplot that we... We don't really see resolved, right? It's almost like uh, continued next month. That's how he writes comics, and he's just like in that motion. It, it doesn't isn't thinking about like just the task at hand. It's like you got to set it up, and you know it's a whole kayfabe thing. Man, we talk about back muscles. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, but it you... disturbs me. <laughs> I can say that much. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, it's got enough. It's got enough stuff there. He does a good like like that. That little hot dog on the back of the neck, man. It's pretty good at that. And and that's not bad right there. Those shoulder blades are way bigger than you think they are. And then he'll, like, you know, pu pull back and just do something like that. Probably not even, like, put a ruler on the page, you know? Just eyeball everything. It's an effective it, shot, and he's used it several times in this issue, which once it. you get that as part of the vocabulary... Not, not, you know, like, you don't even bat an eye. It's just, it's just reading. And it looks like it could have been blown up from the thumbnails, you know? It's just totally. really like this bird's eye view. And what we've got is uh, somebody, one of those cult leaders, they've rigged up like uh, basically a prison riot. Yeah. And that's where our Wayne Williams is going to uh, break with the prisoners because they want to, you know, kill the warden or whatever. And it's like, nah, I can't, can't let that happen. Hey, his dad was a policeman after all. Yeah. And he's going to get out, man. He's going to get out on good behavior after that stuff. Got himself a pardon. And here's our guy, Hans, moved up in the world. Gets to live up there. But Wayne, he has to live down in the slums. It's such a, it's such like that old crime fiction kind of motifs. You know, like you're, you're buying this crappy room from, from the guy who rents rooms by the hour. I mean, this is us when we went to Mocha 2004 when <laughs> at, at St. Mark's Hotel when the guy is like stressing. Even on the phone when I booked that joint, you must pay in cash. You remember that. <laughs> like bring dollar bills to pay us. Yes. And then we go there like you have cash, right? Yeah, and fair to point out, as you say, at 2004. Four, it's years after this comic, so maybe, maybe we're the ones that are wrong, and this is perfectly in touch. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Birdman from Alcatraz brings his bat with him. He's and got... he's a man now. Like, that, that's a grown-up dude. Like, I love that Cuber can represent that. You know, that's a guy that looks heavier, looks, uh, you know, 10 years older, um, but still you recognize him as the guy from the beginning. It's Roadblock from G.I. Joe. Totally. So he has to change his jibs up a little bit, man, so that Hands doesn't see him coming. And all it requires is to cut off that hair, have that mustache. Well, how's he going to make money? He needs money, Ed. Peter Parker, baby. <laughs> it's still Peter Parker. And according to the uh, announcer, these guys make a pile of dough. A lot of shit talk on professional wrestling in this little eight-panel sequence here. 
Dude, speaking of Batman Year One, I mean, this is Mazzucchelli like Marx, right? Those Joe, that Joe Kubert inking, man, like, how do you get to be like that? Now, now, this dude would pre- he was always practicing, like even just the filigree. The, there the are those elements them. of what we call dumb line, and we uh, attribute to Mazzucchelli. But I mean, there are those elements where it's just like, that's a gesture, you know, like this is a dark spot. I don't care about it being feathered at the end or thin, thick, thin or whatever. Um, I love this stuff. Me Before too. I knew what it was called, like it spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah, it all, it all feels feels right, man. Mm-hmm. Did he ever talk, did you ever hear uh, Joe Kubert talk about finishing in art? Like you, you mentioned he emphasized, you know, your layouts and get the layouts right, uh, which makes total sense to me. And I, I kind of feel like if you get that right, you can finish this stuff a dozen ways and it'll work. I think I think the modus operandi is like you do all the stuff in the prep stage and you set it all up, man, and you get that shit done on time. Yeah, like yeah. What, what, whatever it takes, man. But you gotta you gotta get it bulletproof in the thumbnail rough stage and then just get the shit done. Whatever yeah, you say you're going sense. to. The lighting on this suit is is really well done man and and it's like that's a guy who understands how the figure works it's such a bizarre design pretty because weak. obviously we know batman uh you know and i mean we i mean joe kubert stanley you know these guys know batman so you're dealing with sort of a legacy there and you want it to look different but you also know what works yeah it's uh it's kind of a tough draw real boring yeah real super boring looking but then also Joe's no fool, man, and he's not gonna create something that DC's gonna get to keep. Love it whenever he breaks the horizontals and verticals to do some action in there. Even though he does create that uh, Avatar Last Airbender <laughs> right there. He invents that. Is that a Warner Brothers property? I don't know the answer to that. And the Batman becomes a, a publicity maven. Has his own uh, cereals, vitamins, get to go on Johnny Carson. Our third house, I think, that we've seen like on a on a cliff. Sometimes it's a cult church. Sometimes it's prison. <laughs> Looks like man bat. It really does, man. And you know, you, the cool thing about this, you get very precious little Joe Kubert superhero comics. Mm-hmm. So let's indulge in that for a little bit, man. Interesting way to communicate the city lights up there on the hills, man. Uh, doing it all with line uh, rather than using very much white media, which is how like Otomo would do it or like Paul Pope would do it. Those guys, they just fill in black and then just cut it in with a bunch of uh, white lines and perspective. Again, shades to me of a Batman year one. And I love these things. I love these overlaps because I mean, obviously Joe Kubert's Joe Kubert, you know, like if these guys are arriving at a similar place, it's from different starting points. And uh, and it it's it's almost revealing. Like you figure out what, some of these top artists have in common and put it in your work because they're they're they've obviously come to it from a from a honest place batman's a kind of a dick man because alfred hasn't been messing with anybody really and he's going to just like jump down through through his uh, moon roof Yeah, what's the repair bill on that? That's expensive glass. Exactly. And also, you might cut the poor bastard. You need him to do work for you. You might give him a heart attack. It's a giant bat. Like, part (laughs) of your your deal is uh, scaring people, so (laughs) careful. So he needs somebody to, you know, upgrade his gimmicks, man. And uh, what are some of the bat gimmicks they see in the dark? Look at that tongue. (laughs) You could have left that out, (laughs) right? Like, Like, what is that? 
uh, radar. The motivation for the whole bat side of this is um, a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> like some of these things, like at this stage, what he's hiring this genius to help him do, the bat's not useful at this point. Right. <laughs> Sonar <laughs> at night, like, uh, no thank you. Here goes Hans Crib. Man, this this woman has been with him through all of this. And and I don't know what it is. Ten years maybe we've seen in this comic past. And uh, she's still not sure she wants to marry him. Right. Still staying with the guy. Obviously likes him. <laughs> well, you know, he's making with the dough. You know, he's able to give this girl a time. And you, th you think some dude that that works at uh, Haagen-Dazs is going to be able to show her a, a, a night on the town like this dude? Yeah. It's his sugar daddy. She's just stringing him along, man. <laughs> but invested low. Invested when he was uh, uh, just from the neighborhood. Yeah. Great figures, man. Like, Definitely. when you see that full body, it's like, man, can we get five million pages of Joe Kubert superhero comics? You know, and I'll say it again. What this comic really does is make me want to look at some of the other books from this series. Yeah, because yeah. Because this is so much better than whatever I expected. And the story's hokey and funny and, and what it is. But still, just for like looking at some interesting comic art, way better than whatever I was hoping for. For sure, man. And and this is the only one I have on the strength of the Joe, the Joe Kubert uh, aspect, man, because we got a little tease with his superhero works on Batman Black and White, which came out like a little bit before this, came out before I went to the school. And then uh, this is the stuff he was working on when I was out there. Got to dispatch hands, man. And he's he's taking a half gainer off the top. Great image right there. And our girl has to remind him that you, you're supposed to be a nice guy. Like, uh, you can't be killing people. So he's got to change his ways. Yeah, you wonder about the motivation there for, again, a character that, that you're sort of faux creating in this instance. But also the fight with hands is really underwhelming. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're going to criticize a superhero comic and one that features wrestling... Like, you really don't deliver a good fight. Running low on that page count, man. Yeah, I suppose. Got to sow the seeds for issue number two with our, like, uh, RKO Studios <laughs> fucking cult guys. What the hell is this? <laughs> and then let's just end it off with a little Michael Kaluta for, for, for the hell of it, huh? Yeah, mostly wordless Michael Kaluta strip. Yeah, man. And, and this is just about uh, the publicity of the Batman. He's getting more popular and people on the street, you're seeing people from every economic stratum and social class uh, having some interaction with the Batman uh, through through media. How good is your comic whenever the backup is uh, Kaluta? They got some ducats, dude. They got, got some, some, uh, some money was invested. Yeah, really, really going for it. And again, you look at the list of talent involved in this whole line, and it's pretty impressive across the board. Yeah, man, even Gene Colan is on that Wonder Woman, too. So there it is, man. Uh, just imagine Stan Lee with Joe Kubert creating Batman. Lots to say for Bill Finger and crew. <laughs> That's the truth. I thought of that reading this, This too. would be a whole lot of nothing, man, if, if, uh, if, if this was the joint that came out. But I can't believe they used the word creating as part of this series. <laughs> Stan Lee, man, he knows his wonder words. Good to go? I am. Okay, favors. Like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design Monster coming to your comic shop March 16th, 316. But you need to pre-order that now if you want to make sure you can get the copy. And get the copy with the variant cover that you want. Let your local comic shop know which one you want. And let them know to pre-order that book 
please and thank you. Let's put the kayfabe effect to uh, to work on my latest book. So um, yeah, let those comic shop know this week whenever you go in. Red Room Comics, murder on the dark web for fun and profit, man. The next season of, season of Red Room Comics is going to be hitting the stands March 9th. Every issue completely self-contained. We're going into the Rat Queens issue, which is uh, the most... It's going to be like the most notorious Red Room video, and you get to see it all play out through the course of an entire issue. Pretty hairy, pretty hardcore, not for the faint of heart. That was the fun thing about these 2021 lists of best comics, man. Whenever uh, Red Room pops up on those lists, Jimmy, not for the faint of heart, (laughs) not for everybody, and that's goddamn right, man. Uh, you can read these comics on my Patreon ahead of time. Patreon.com slash headpisscore. You get to, uh, all these links in my link tree in the description below this video. Support our comics. It helps to keep the channel going. Uh, what else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchant orders, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.